Hey, everybody. Welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week, we take a movie from our past, and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our heart plays across the films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How you doing, hon? Okay. How are you? Good. Fired up. Well, you know, energy. Got all that energy to talk about dinosaurs? Yeah. Got to talk about dinosaurs. You know, do you know, hun? Because this is the thing, like when it comes to franchises and stuff, this is the last time we will be able to talk about a Jurassic Park movie until 2034. <laughs> or we'll just move on to Godzilla. Maybe, well, this that's not a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, but it's still dinosaur-esque. Not really. I said ask. It's n- the specific words I used were a Jurassic Park movie. I didn't say dinosaur movie. Yeah, but I'm just saying, ask. Or is it 2035? I can't remember if it was 14 or 15 that came out. Well, I don't recall, sir. It was 14. It was 14 because it was the night before Rob's wedding and they got married before us. Yeah, and you chipped your tooth. I chipped my tooth. We got married in 2016, dear. Then it was 15. Sorry. We got engaged in 2015. Sometimes the numbers, they hard to keep up. Yep. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Hi. How are you? Things are good? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shall we talk about not 2015 or 16? No. Or 14? No. How about we talk about 2001? Yes. Let's talk about Jurassic Park on this week's movie. This week, we will be talking about Jurassic Park 3, which originally hit theaters back in 2001. I have a a proposition I'd like to discuss with you. I've chartered an airplane to fly us over Isla Sorna, and we'd like you to be our guide. We'd love to make a contribution to your research here. It could almost be paradise. My God, I'd forgotten. We have a landing strip up here. You cannot land on this island. Oh, my God! But in this forbidden place, where man has tampered with nature. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. Something unexpected has evolved. They can talk to each other. To a degree we never imagined. On July 18th, you probably won't get off the side of the line. It's not just a walk in the park. They set a trap. They actually set a trap. Man, July 2001, I, I specifically remember being a fun month. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like when it was like, when I saw it was July of 2001, I was like, I feel like that was a good month. I would have been going into 10th, 10th grade, maybe 11th grade. Yeah. And I just like living teenage girl summer, going down to the, the local pharmacy and buying body glitter and <laughs> frosty colored lip gloss and eyeshadow from covergirl and putting butterfly clips in my hair jinko jeans as wide as you know i can't even think of anything right. wide and at that time you know what couple i loved actually got married july 7th drew barrymore got married to tom green Oh, right. They did yeah. not stay married long. No, they did not. Remember when like they put that in a movie too? It's in Charlie's Angels. Yep, he's yeah. in the movie. Yeah. What do you call him? The Chad? Yeah. The Chad. Funny guys. They can pull in the girls. Yeah. 
which yeah. is really funny because like Tom Green dropped off the face of the earth for a really long time, and then he showed up in. Big still Brother. doing like web. He oh was yeah, really yeah, pioneer in web stuff. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, were you watching it? No. So there you go. He dropped off the face of the earth for a while, and then you know, and then he was on Big Brother for. He did really well. He did really Celebrity Big Brother. On Celebrity Big Brother. <sighs> Celebrity Big Brother was a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun. On July 19th, there's the discovery of the skull of a Sahelanthropus. I know how to say that because of Mass Effect. Not Mass Effect. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Sahelanthropus Chadensis. Chadensis. See, they don't say Chadensis. that. In, they don't say that in Metal Gear. Well, Sahelanthropus is like a main genus. Yeah. And then you got the subgenuses. But it was found in Chad. It's two well, Chads. There's in double a row. Chads. Very different chats, um, it is, though. It is one of the oldest members of the humanoid family tree. Not humanoid, but human family tree, which is six to seven million years old. Well, there you go. Sahelanthropus. Sahelanthropus. It walked on two legs. And speaking of human achievement, mm-hmm. on July 29th, Lance Armstrong wins the 88th Tour de France. But because he has since been stripped of all his wins, the Tour de France for 2001 technically has no winner. I was going to say, there, there's a fairly large asterisk next yeah, to that. Yeah, that one. one's got a but. Yeah. Yeah, he, there's there's five that officially have no winner. I could say, speaking of human achievement, this is not that. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, he did achieve it by cheating. Hu- human overachievement. Just disingenuous achievement. Mm. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, so like again, it was one of those summers where like until September things were going pretty great. Yeah, just like peaceful. Everyone's having a good time. It was a good summer for movies. I saw great summer for movies. Do you want to talk about some of these movies? Yeah, I'm like we've talked about a couple of movies from the summer of 2001 so far because we watched a few of them. Yeah, we've watched a couple, and it is a really strong summer for movies. And I feel like oh, I think we've had this discussion before. Is I feel. Like, it feels like such a good summer for movies is because it's really getting into the era where we can remember going to specific movies. Yep, yep. And these movies, we were starting to be part of the audience that a lot of these movies were really aimed at. Because we were start- we were that age bracket that was starting to have disposable income, mm-hmm. and we were going to go to the movies. So, leading into July, we had the first Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. And then, not my cup of tea, but it did quite well. Well, Fast and Furious premiered at $40 million. Then it was AI, Artificial Intelligence, at $29 million. Then there was cats and dogs. Oh. Yeah, I know, at 21.7 million. And then Legally Blonde, which honestly was going to be my pick if oh, you had picked if I hadn't a 2001, picked a 2001 movie. movie. So eventually we will get to Legally Blonde. I'm, I didn't I didn't doubt we were going to get there eventually. Have you ever seen it? You haven't seen it. I've never seen it. It's so cute. I've also never seen Cats and Dogs. Well, I, I might have actually <laughs> seen Cats and Dogs. I can't recall. It premiered at only 20.3 million, but still number one. And then Jurassic Park at 50.7 million. Yay, Jurassic Park. Not its best showing, obviously. No, no. It was beaten by Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Oh, wow. Took in 68.5 million. Wow. Which is huge. As we've discussed previously, the top movies of the year were Harry Potter uh, with 317 million, Lord of the Rings with 313 million. Two movies that we're eventually going to get to, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And Shrek, another movie we'll definitely be getting to at 267 million. Jurassic Park 3 was number nine at 181.1 million. A respectable finish for the year. Yeah, ninth overall for a third sequel in a series of diminishing returns. <laughs> well, that's kind of what happens in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. How many movies is the third one going to be the 
best one. Hmm. The there's very few series that get better as they go on. Fast and the Furious, although I've heard the latest Fast and the Furious might be too over the top. Although the third one is not by far the best one. No. And speaking of not the best one, but getting and I can think Mission Impossible. Those movies are only getting better. Yeah. The last three Mission Impossibles were amazing. Yeah. As a third movie in a series, uh, Logan is a fantastic film. It de- yeah, it depends on. I saw your face. It depends on if you count it as part of the X Men franchise as a whole or his particular Wolverine subset. Yeah, of films see, it's because, hard because Wolverine isn't its own thing. But I've seen that posted many times of like, what's what's a series where it got better every sequel? And people have posted Wolverine because the first one's not great, the second one is better, and the third one is awesome. Yeah, see, it's hard because that would be like saying. Well, the third Avengers movie is the best Avengers movie, but it's not its own series. It is definitively tied in with that other series. But you could say that, though. I mean, the third Captain America movie, depending on who you talk to, is the When best they one. finally come out with the third Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> if they do a second Hobbs and Shaw. And it's we'll... the best one. Would we say it's its own series or would we say it's part of the Fast and Furious universe? I would say Hobbs and Shaw is its own thing. Well, maybe if The if, Rock has his way. If they make more than one, yeah. If The Rock has his way, it'll have nothing to do with Fast and Furious. By the time it gets there, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So it's it, it that's a gray zone. I'll give you as gray. Okay. Fair. Not Jean Gray. No. Just gray. Just gray. So anyway. I see what you did there. I obviously. It wasn't hidden. Mm-hmm. So memories of this film. I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters too. Obviously. I saw it. It was it came out on the eighteenth, the day before my birthday. And I went with a group of friends to go see it because it was like, hey, I want to go see this for my birthday. And they were like, all right. And it was a bunch of guys that like I was in scouts with. And I really remember with the scout guys, there was this one guy that was basically like, quote unquote, the leader, you I know, the leader. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But like basically whatever he said was what everybody else did. And I remember like getting out of the movie and being like, man, that was great. And he was just like, everyone kind of stopped and didn't say anything. And he's like, that was shit. And then everyone else was like, yeah, that was shit. Yep. And then it was like, okay, well, cool. And you're too too young to stand up for your own opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because I would do the same thing. In high school, I would do the same thing. One I remember, I remember when Alanis Morissette's second album came out. Mm-hmm. Like her follow-up to Jagged Little Pill. And I loved it. And everyone else was like, it's garbage. So, of course, I was like, yeah, it's garbage. And I never bought it even though I wanted it on cassette. Oh, wow. I know, right? But. Now, if someone were to say to me, that movie is shit, mm-hmm. like, that's great. I loved it. And I like a lot of crappy movies. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. I liked I liked this movie. This is one of the first DVDs I ever owned, too. Really? Yeah. I, I And it was also one of the first DVDs I ever bought again because I only had... See, here's the thing. I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at our shelf with all our Jurassic Park DVDs. I bought the third one. And then I was going to buy the first two and then they released the DVD package that's got the big doors, mm, which is like yep. a collector's one. So I was like, well, I don't need this. I, I'm going to get the first two and the third one in this awesome box that, that has the big doors. And then years later, I bought it again on, on Blu-ray. So Jurassic Park 3 is the only Jurassic Park movie I've owned three times. But I, I, I repurchased it because I was buying the, the first two again. Kind of thing, so. But yeah, one of the first DVDs I owned was Jurassic Park 3. 
Well, I definitely went to the movies to see it. I mm. uh, definitely went with my, at least my mom. I remember distinctly feeling like, well, I liked it, but it was condensed. Condensed? Yeah. Like, well, the running I, time I, on yeah. this one is like. I feel like that was something even, that we're going to talk about with the. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't even realize until you said it to me that the mo- runtime is like an hour less than the other ones. Yeah. I was like, really? I had no idea. It just felt. I always felt like it was shorter. Like it was just, it felt like a shorter movie. And I didn't realize it actually was a shorter movie. Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. But I remember, again, I remember liking it, but having problems with it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, that's fair. Okay. It's a fair thing to, to look at it. I suppose let's, at that point, let's get, let's get into it. And why not start right where you were talking about with the runtime of this movie? Yeah. The movie's short. It is, and I almost feel like it's like a speed run. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Like the, it's it it gets from place to place very quickly. It doesn't meander around like some of the other movies we've watched. Yeah, it's like, it was definitely very streamlined. Yeah, and you know what? Again, not necessarily a bad thing. After your last pick, my the bloated and slow and. And then to be full fair, of slow cinematic spins. a short movie doesn't necessarily mean it's quick because I picked Friday the 13th and that was That slow. was, how long was that movie? Oh, like 85 minutes. It was 85 minutes. It felt like two years of my life. Sometimes they just, yeah. So again, and what we watched, we've, we've watched the first two Pirates of the Caribbean movies the last little bit. Which not, but not. Were, but not for the show. No, just for because fun. Because they don't, they don't. They don't reach, pull it. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not there but yet. They're just for fun. Yeah, we're just having a good time. Yeah, we do enjoy watching movies for fun sometimes. And they, they're both like two and a half hours long, and they, they were great. Yeah, I didn't feel like we're old and we go to bed early, and we started the second one at like eight thirty at night last night, and we were both like, "Yeah, it's fine. This movie it moves at a good clip." So the yeah. length of movie doesn't overall mean. Though the longer the movie, the more likely it is to meander, I'd say. Yeah. This movie doesn't meander. Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't. And I appreciate that because I hate meandering. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'm not a fan of is bad green screen. Yeah. The beginning of this movie where they're doing the parasailing. I wrote it down too. Ooh, it hurt. It, it was, was not so good. bad. And especially because it kept cutting back and forth between real shot, like real footage of people parasailing. Yeah. And it, it just made it stick out that much more. And the other thing too is this is the going to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park the first one changed the game on CGI. Yeah. Jurassic Park changed the game on special effects. You'd think a movie in the Jurassic Park series could do slightly better than the James Bond in Iceland parasailing on the ice green screen because yeah. it doesn't yeah and that was probably the worst offender of that but this is a close second yeah the parasailing stuff good. really stuck out yeah. yeah i said horrible green screen on the parasailing and then followed up oh just horrible <laughs> yeah but you I know mean, who's not horrible sorry go ahead i was gonna say well they have to do those close-up shots and and yeah but but, like, it's just like it's the lighting is bad yeah and just everything about it is just it's it's bad. Yeah, it was not a good start to the to the effects in the movie. But you know what's good? Mm-hmm. Right off the hop. So the movie does lead us to believe, oh, 
Alan and Ellie. They're yeah. Like, no, and then it turns out, no, she, she's got they're a, not together. They're not together anymore. Well, that he made never, me he never so wanted kids. Yeah. And she did. And so, like, that is something that will end a relationship. It's true. I, I mean, especially when it felt like he'd come around on kids at the end of the first Just because he right? liked those two specific kids because he saved their lives doesn't mean he actually wants children. He also, obviously, in the movie has some PTSD and not a good starting point to, like, start raising your kids. Especially, are you going to, like, is he going to wake up in the night and think his kid is a velociraptor and punt it? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe best he didn't have kids maybe but i have to say so we meet ellie's husband he works for the state department nice little setup there yeah and a lot of people i find miss that like a lot of people are like why does she call the army like well how did she get all I, the army? I missed it in the first I, my, I remember that i missed that in the first watch that i ever had of it and was like what yeah but her husband seems pretty chill like so this is her ex-partner and ex-boyfriend yes who she's been through this traumatic thing with and he shows up and they're having dinner together and they're it's very relaxed and then the and he, baby yeah, starts crying and, and she, the... she's gonna get up and go get the baby he's like no this is your friend yeah you two catch up you two catch up i will go take care of the baby don't worry about it and yeah. i'm like yes yes because that's exactly what we would do in that situation and like, if I had a friend over, and our son started fussing that, you would say, "Don't I'll, worry yeah, about it. I'll go get him. I'll go get him." And I would do the same for you. Like, yeah. he is a very well-adjusted person. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, what a nice thing to show just like this really easygoing, healthy relationship. Yeah, it was nice to know Ellie that did, Ellie did good. It was nice to know that even though they didn't end up together, they still like maintain a good relationship yeah yeah friends to the end yeah it was good i i was really pleased with that yeah so it's a it's a it's a nice little bait and switch with him like t with the kid being like no those are those are not those are herbivores they wouldn't eat each other yeah and then like you're like is that hit is that his kid and then ellie comes out and it's like oh, is it their kids and then it's no, no. it's not their kids it was a bit of a bait and switch but it yeah but it's well, it's well done. Like they, again, it's, I still like to see that they're they're still friends. Yeah, same. It was sweet. Yeah. Also sweet. Three D printers. Yeah, like I remember at the time I when they showed that, that entirely. They, when they showed the three D printed thing at the time, I remember being blown away, and same. I'm like, this is movie magic. Once, we'll never see this in our lifetimes. Like once they show, because I've forgotten about it. And yeah. when it came on, I was like, oh, I forgot. And then yeah. I remember just being like, oh, my God. And like, was was that actually a thing in 2001? And we've only just really started to get into 3D printing as like a mass produced thing. Or is this like made up for the movie and someone went, I could do that. Well, I mean, what was the one thing he said? He said like the dig. He said the, the device cost enough that it took an entire week of funding away. I mean, who knows how much it costs to, to run a dig site like that, but a piece of equipment that expensive, right? Like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine it's like, oh, it's two grand to run that. Yeah, it couldn't have been cheap. No. And it, but mind you, most of those people on those sites are grad students and they work for peanuts. Yeah. No, that's possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do, okay. So while we're talking yeah. about the 3D printed thing, mm -hmm. did you find that? It didn't matter what they did, like what they blew into it, never really sounded like it was supposed to. No, and I think that was 
good. Because yeah. it came out perfect. Oh, no, but I, I mean, like, not even not perfect. Like, like what, the first time Billy blows the thing, I was expecting it to sound, like, not exactly like the Raptor, but it didn't really sound like the Raptor. Well, because you have to think about, like, if I were just to blow through my vocal cords. Yeah. It wouldn't sound. It like would it. sound different because it's not like it's not isolated or insulated from like your body and stuff. And not like just that, that, but like so much of our speech comes from our like tongue yeah. and like chin movement, et cetera, et cetera. So there's there's a lot more to it than just the air going over the vocal cords. So I can kind of get it a little bit. Yeah, but because if it came out perfectly, I think it would have been a little too perfect. I think though that when he uses it later, though, and it's like, oh, it saves the day. After I'm like, oh, but it doesn't really sound like it. it. It feels like it shouldn't have saved the day. That's I all. feel like, and we're jumping way ahead. Uh, we've we've d- done a bit of jumping so far, which is yeah. fine. But I feel like with the thing at the end, yeah, it's not so much he's talking to those raptors. He, he yeah, those raptors. So you go to Japan, mm-hmm. just for example, going to Japan, and you're getting attacked by a whole bunch of street thugs. Okay. For some reason, a yakuza are after you. Oh, what have you done? Uh, right. I'm just like thinking here. Like I'm trying, and you start going in English. My gang's coming. My gang's coming. They're mm-hmm. gonna come with machine guns and murder your asses. Right. They're not gonna understand. That's what you said, but they will understand your intent that you are still speaking a human language, and you are calling for help from your gang. That maybe the you raptor- have a gang too. What what in this hypothetical situation, hun? What well, a yeah, life it's, have it's you the mafia, gone on? It's the mafia versus the yakuza. What life of crime have you embarked on, hun? I know. So what I'm thinking here is the raptors didn't so much understand exactly what they were saying, but it was close enough that Grant was speaking a different raptor's dialect, like a different raptor dialect. So these raptors know at the very least. You're calling for help from your raptor friends, and then they're going to be in a fight. And with predators, that's and that's one of the things about the raptors. Kind of like they'll attack like a T Rex and stuff. Like the first one, mm-hmm. predators generally won't attack another predator unless, especially a bigger predator, they don't have to, or even a predator the same size, unless it's the absolute necessity. Because even an injury, even if they win, they could get injured. And then that means they can't hunt and they'll starve to death. Mm -hmm. So these raptors are smart enough to avoid a conflict with another raptor pack to, you know, live to fight another day. Oh, well, there you go. You solved it for me. (laughs) There you go. That's (laughs) my theory on it. Okay. So they do the three. three What's your theory on it? I don't know. My sound is that he's making the call for help sound and they go, oh, help. And then they run away. But but it's not. Mine's a lot more nuanced. It is a lot more nuanced. (laughs) It's like when Batman has time to prepare versus is he just going to win with his fists? I don't know. That was a bad analogy. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so they, they make the printer. And this is when the Kirby's first show up for the first time. Now, interesting theory time here. Okay. Let's talk a bit about the Kirby's. The Kirby's. They show up and they take them out to dinner and they chat and then they decide, okay, you know, we're going to get Grant and he's going to come out on the island and and Billy's going to come with him. Does Billy know the truth? I don't think so. Do you think? Because he has clearly already met the Kirby's by the time. No, because I don't. I think he doesn't because the truth is 
they don't have the kind of money that they're talking about throwing around. Right. But he could be thinking about, I mean, the, the fact that he steals the eggs could be thinking his thought process there could be, I can bring these valuable eggs back to the mainland, sell them, save the dick. Does he do that before or after they find out who the Kirby's really are? I think he does that before. Are you sure? Maybe. Maybe not. But either way, like, that might just be his excuse he's telling to Grant. He might have just wanted to have the eggs for his own game. Maybe. He just wanted his own raptors. Well, you know, he wanted to be Chris Pratt before Chris Pratt. Maybe. He wanted to see what they tasted like in that omelet. Oh. Super rare omelet. Ew. No, I... I don't think they knew because I think if he knew it was just a scam, mm-hmm. I think he would have been like, this is going to fizzle out and it's, I'm not going to be able to probably want to actually be able to go. Yeah. Because his whole thing was he wanted to go to the island. That's all that yeah. mattered. Because right? he definitely knew what was going on when Kirby showed up anyway. I mean, first of all, when Kirby gets there, he's like, Dr. Grant, nice to meet you. Hi, Billy. Yeah. You know, like he and Billy are old friends almost, right? Like. So uh, that that led me to believe that he came while they were gone and then Herbal Grant was gone doing like his busy visit with Ellie. Yeah. And then and then when the you know, the pitch is is pitched to Grant, Billy's like, we're in right away. Like, you know, like oh, need to- I'm I'm sure at the end of the day, if someone like the Kirby's came and we're like, yeah, we're multimillionaires, we're super successful, super adventurers. We love doing all this stuff. And isn't it Billy who's like, oh, yeah, what, what base camp did you camp at at K, K2? Oh, that's true. It is and Billy who discovered yeah, it. He does call them out on it. So I think he, really he's just blind. He's like, money for the dig. I get to go see dinosaurs. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. He's just like, blinders are on. No second guessing it. And then Alan is very much like, paleontology is a dying game because of Jurassic Park, even though the dinosaurs wouldn't be the same as the dinosaurs that were before because of the frog DNA. They're not mm. going to be exactly the same thing anyway. As he says, they're theme park monsters. Yeah. like So he understands that, but like the masses don't. So the funding is drying up and he hears, look, we will fund your dig. Yeah. And he's like, I can't let my, because he's like top of his industry, right? Yeah. Industry, the top of his field. He can't let it die. So his pride is the thing that makes him go. Right. So for, for Billy, it's, I you know, blinders dinosaurs. and yeah. Grant is blinders too, but his is more pride that he can't let this dig fail. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think they believe, and you know what? I know for a fact, I remember believing the Kirby's too, even with the this thing at the beginning with the kid going missing and everything. I didn't, I, again, I was like 15, 16 when this came out. Yeah. My blinders were on. I was like, yeah, rich couple wants to go. I believe him. Oh, oh, I was wrong. Okay. So when did you think that they were still rich or did you, so you found out with everybody else you think? Yeah. Yeah. I would make a terrible, terrible police detective. (laughs) It's funny because when I was younger in my twenties, I used to do martial arts and my instructor was a detective. Yeah. Like he was police detective. He told me once I should apply to be a cop. I'd have to get laser surgery for my eyes, which I didn't want to do. And I don't want to be a cop, a bad day being a cop. Is a bad day. Yeah. And like cop culture and everything else. I'm like, no, that's not my jam. But he's like, no, I could see you being a great cop, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I disagree. And part of the reason I disagree, I love crime shows. True crime, fake crime, movies, the whole thing. And I'll see like 
interview footage from a like a interrogation or on a TV show, especially on a TV show. And, you know, the detective would be like, okay, we know you did it. Tell us about it. And the suspect's like, but I didn't do it. I wasn't even there, man. I'd be like, oh, they didn't do it. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. I wonder who did. And it's always, and it, then it's them. And I'm like, that liar. They said they didn't do it. That's not cool. <laughs> no. And I'm like, you ding dong. Of course, they're not going to say they did it no. every time. So I, could you imagine being, me being a detective and I got someone like, you know, in the, the interrogation room and it's like, okay, so they there's been a string of serial killings of priests. I don't know. Uh-huh. And we found all the priest collars covered in blood in your closet in this trunk of your car with murder tools. We got you red handed. But I didn't do it. Oh, okay, for you go. I'd be a terrible detective. This went on a very odd tangent. But anyway, I believed the Kirby's <laughs> okay. fully. I was just like, yep, they're rich. They want to go to the island. That's how Grant gets there. Yep. I'm on board. Okay, so before we get too far into the island, because we, we have been jumping around, the plane. That plane's crash was so scary. Okay, before we even get to the oh. plane crash, Alan's dream sequence. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people say that this is a terrible movie and that's the that's the thing that they point to is it's, that secret on a rewatch I didn't think it was that terrible yeah. and like I get because it, it's just a reflection of his PTSD yes a little weird though it was weird you probably could have skipped that part but whatever yeah anyway so they land on the island they do have a nice moment of like I mean, Grant makes, says it himself. He's like, I've forgotten because they have a quick, a, a quick moment of look how beautiful the dinosaurs can be first. Yeah, the know? herbivores are great. Yeah. And then then they land on the island and very quickly the shit hits the fan. I wonder too. So they, they've always shown the herbivores yes. as being very gentle mm-hmm. and very like you can get up to them and touch them and, you know, you feed them from the trees and blah, blah, blah. Two of the deadliest animals in Africa are a vegetarian. Well, I recall in the second one, they fight a tr- the Triceratops, tri- or not Triceratops, the uh, Stegosaurus starts, uh, they fight them. But that's only because there's a baby there. Oh, yeah, but that's still danger. I understand. But even then, those things don't really get aggressive. Right. But you also just finished saying that they don't show the herbivores okay, doing anything aggressive. Okay, that's one thing. And they the were- Triceratops then smashes through that camp later. Well, that's fair. I was escaping. Yes, but. But think about it. That's so the they show all these peaceful anyway. herbivores all the time. And again, I was literally listening to a podcast today, Lore, because I'm trying that out, and just talking about these, you know, back in the early 1900s, Safari. And one of the people on Safari talked about his friend being <laughs> mashed into black currant jelly by an elephant. Oh, that sounds fun. They had a sock and a bone to bring back to England with them. Herbivores will still screw you up. So even though, yeah, the herbivores are beautiful and everything, blah, blah, blah. What if they're super hyper aggressive? It's true. They could be. Maybe the brachiosaurus just like, it, well, maybe they just step on people, like not even think about it. Those tails? That's the theory why their necks are so long. Because they're tails. Yeah. They're whip-like tails. Yeah. Well, that, there's some that are specifically like that. The, yeah, the, the but I'm saying tails. they were going to whip you with that tail. They'd break every bone in your body. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So I'm saying. Yes, it's like, oh, look at these peaceful, beautiful herbivores. What if they were just super aggressive? But I mean, I, I think the, the point is to show, like, look how mad, majestic they are. 
I mean, like you can still look at an elf. And, we and, don't get a ton of. Oh, elephants are majestic. Yeah, they'll, they'll still they'll, they'll still kill you. They'll still cut a bitch. Yeah, yeah. They'll stomp a bitch. We don't get a ton of those majestic scenes in this. There's one. only a couple. There's there's that one, and then there's the one later on when they're on the boat. Yep, and then there's the scene at the very end where you get your final majestic scene. Yeah. But like, I, I thought you were meant of like the herbivore things. But. No, I understand. But like no. this, this one doesn't have the majesty. Yeah. Of some of the earlier. It's a bit of a, like I said, it's a bit of a speed run. Yeah. Where Which they, I mean, fair. Cause yeah. those scenes do eat up real estate. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I mean, a, bit, a perfect example of the speed run is they, they get into the, the spinosaurus like immediately. Like yeah, they, they that land way sooner than I remember. They land on the island and it's like, bam, there's the spinosaurus. Yeah. I, I forgot. And then it kills the T-Rex almost like immediately after. And I'm like, I did not realize this was so bang, bang. And like, I remember everyone was pissed that they killed the T-Rex. I was really upset they killed the T-Rex. Everyone yeah. was pissed. And it's funny because looking into it too, it, the, the prevailing theory is now that T-Rex was more of a scavenger, whereas the Spinosaurus would have been a predator. So yeah. yes, if they had coexisted at the same time in the same place, which they didn't, I'm pretty sure I read they didn't. Yeah, the Spinosaurus would have kicked the T-Rex's ass. But but for the hero like for the hero dinosaur of the last two films in the franchise they in three no four four and five shown that the T Rex didn't die and she's got a scar on her neck oh no because that's that's it's a different T Rex oh so the T Rex in one is the T Rex in four and five uh, that's why she's got the scars because it's from the raptor fight uh, it's a different T Rex what about two the ones from two were on the other island and they were only on that oh that's right that's a different island we're on the wrong island we're on the wrong island remember hun dr grant was not on this island he was on the other island Yeah, this was ila nublar yeah that's right this is this is isosorna that the film is on yes nublar is is the one that one four and five are on yeah and sorna is the one that two and three are on yeah i always get it mixed up yeah (laughs) but yeah so the t-rex is killed I actually was reading a thing that part of the reason that the T-Rex is killed so quickly is because the animatronic broke. Oh. And they're like, well, let's, we, we don't have the footage to do this. Like it, it broke in the Spinosaurus T-Rex fight. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I, I looked into it because I saw this and I tried to verify it anywhere else I could. And I guess it was the, it, it was the T-Rex from the second film. It was like the animatronic from the second film. And they made a new animatronic, obviously, for the Spinosaurus. And the Spinosaurus animatronic apparently was so powerful that it was supposed to bite the Rex and then they would do another shot and it broke it immediately. <gasps> and that's that's it. Like there's, they did one shot of it and that's it. I don't like that. And another dinosaur does this later too. one of the, the, the raptors does it. Oh, they like break necks. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's a lot of neck breaking. I don't think that's a thing. Like you would bite some like a creature on the neck. Yeah. And this is this is just po- like what predators do. I yeah. They tend to go for the neck because it cuts off the airway and it, it's generally a quick kill. And then you don't have to again, it's all coming down to this animal now won't fight back, so therefore I won't get hurt and I will be able to hunt again later. Doesn't always work, but you're severing their oxygen flow and hopefully hitting the jugular. And sometimes you can, through sheer force, depending on the creature, break the neck. Yeah. But there's no one, no creatures going around going, 
twist. Yeah. You're not Steven Seagal. No. <laughs> and that was a little goofy. Yeah. Well, it, the, I think in the case of the Spinosaurus, it's done as, as, as it's, it doesn't look like the Spinosaurus is trying to break the T-Rex's neck. It looks like they're just fighting and it happens. Mm, I disagree. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like in the case of the Raptors, it's a hundred percent like, look at me, break this guy's neck. Yeah. They're, they're showing how smart the Raptors are, but yes. it's like, no. Yeah, a lot of a lot of neck breaking in this movie. No. <laughs> but yeah, so the T Rex dies, and I was sad. Uh, yeah, as were we all. Yeah. Also, did you notice that not just the Kirby's are lying, but it's like everyone is lying to everyone. It's true. It's like it's... super deception because Mister Ubeski is supposed to be a mercenary or whatever. Yeah. He's like, nope, I'm just the guy who hires people, but someone called in sick. Yeah. So I'm here now, and then Billy's lying about stealing the eggs. Yep. And then. Grant is lying about being okay being on the island, which he's obviously not. <laughs> he's not. He's not okay being there at all. But to the point where it kind of makes him a dick. Yeah. But I mean, I like, at the same time, I guess I'd be a dick too if I was kind of on the island against my will and not going to get paid for it. Yeah. So it's, I think his his dickishness is a little justified. Fair. Yeah. I also wanted to discuss because once we've been on the island for a bit they they stumble across tia leone's uh what's what's her name helen helen amanda no it is amanda helen is helen is from (laughs) true lies (laughs) yeah yeah once amanda we discover amanda and what's her husband's name kirby uh i want to say jack but that's not right i want to say will it was will kirby it was will Kirby? kirby yeah anyway once we figure out who they really are and blah blah they stumble across her now her current boyfriend, because they're divorced. His body hanging from a tree. So they've been on this island. This happened eight weeks ago. Eight weeks. And I got to say, they concocted this whole plan and got them to the island in eight weeks. So she got home from Costa Rica after dealing with the embassy, went up, and they were able to concoct this plan in eight weeks. I got to say, good job. Yeah, efficient. Efficient work, Kirby's. Because holy crap, like, they got past their differences. They figured they and they were like, okay, here's what we do. We're going to trick all these people. We're going to trick this person, trick this person, get our asses to the island, somehow get all the documentation needed to do this. And away we go. And yeah. it's like, okay. Anyway, speaking of it, only eight weeks. So they see her boyfriend's body in the tree. Yes. And she stumbles into it, which is that body is pure skeletal. I don't think he would be pure skeletal. Well, okay. So here's the thing. This is, this is my thought process. Here. I watch a lot of true crime. Here's my thought process here. Does a lot of your true crime feature tiny dinosaurs that would but probably in, have he picked was in a the tree. bones? The copies wouldn't have gotten to him. Do you think that something wouldn't have come and, and picked the bones of that guy? The copies could have gone I mean, down. I mean, T Rex is a scavenger. T Rex, but the, the he had no like they had like no legs. Like the body was torn at the bottom. Like the was it? I feel like it was like because that's the thing. Like I, I looking at him, like none of the parachutey stuff looked. Like, the body didn't look damaged enough for predation. Well, I mean, if he was high enough and then somebody just like <laughs> his legs off and walked away. But that doesn't decay his head. I'm telling you, hon, little tiny dinosaurs climbed up or they fell down out of the tree and jumped on him. And have you not seen the video of the squirrels trying to get the nuts <sighs> with like the obstacle course? If there's a will... They will make I it remember there. the squirrel that used to get to my bird feeder, and I remember looking out my front window and seeing it hanging upside down off the pole that was supposed to keep it away from the bird feeder, eating out of the bird feeder. I know they can do this. Yes. 
the coffees, can they climb? Maybe. Maybe there's some way they, they I mean, who knows, hon? But I feel like there there wasn't enough damage to not only the corpse, but also the parachute and the gear and everything to show predation. Again, he look. He I'm could, the one who's saying predation. I know what I'm talking uh, about. Apparently, I was going to say, but the chances are the other guys are the, the the head eating is scavenging. He's dead. I mean, there's not just dinosaurs on this. There's birds. There's birds. Some friggin' parakeet came flying in and pulled his eyes out. I don't think parakeets, crows maybe. Yeah, but how, I don't the know. Crows, crows have are. eyes. Do crows are crow? I guess cr- are crows in that area. I don't know. Costa Rica. I guess crows are everywhere. I mean, yeah, crows are actually everywhere. Yeah. But there's other... So Something probably ate him. <laughs> I mean, even in the heat, okay, if it's really hot, that can... It's Costa Rica. So, like, I mean, if it rained a lot, mm-hmm. that could also melt it off some skin. But Eight it... weeks in the hot sun, that's, that, that body's not going to do great. Yeah, so, like, I was seeing if anybody is, like... Is he too decayed? <laughs> I need to know. Anyway, so I got to say, Amanda handles being tangled up with the corpse of her dead lover better than most would. Yeah. And then she gets right back on that horse. You know what, though? Her kid's <laughs> life is in danger. She's got shit to do. I meant like she kind of gets back together with her husband. by the Yeah, end that's OK. One relationships based on shared trauma bad idea yeah well they i don't know they have moments of like they have a conversation where they're changing and they basically like in that conversation are like hey i noticed that you've you know taken care of this thing that was probably an issue in our marriage like you know well she says you've lost some weight and he's like yeah i started swimming which is foreshadowing of the swimming he has to do later yes and uh he lost weight like from we meet their son, Eric. Yes. And he's like, my parents are here together. They can't stand to be around each other. Marriages break down all the time. Yeah. People don't. A shared tragic, like traumatic experience does not a healthy relationship make. It's they will, they'll have a trauma bond. And, but the, in a few weeks time, they'll be back to being at each other's throats all the time. It's not a good idea to get back together. Yeah. That's just not how stable relationships work. I mean, maybe they need to go to, they should have gone to family therapy and never gotten divorced. And maybe it would have worked out if they, they had a professional, but we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he was cheating on her all the time. Maybe. maybe she was cheating on him. Maybe. You never know. But I can tell you this. The Raptors in this movie had feathers. A little bit. <laughs> I know. Well, they had little tiny feather things on their head, and yeah. it's like that's not feathers. It's the, the beginning of feathers for this franchise. I mean, the, all these dinosaurs that are on two legs are just birdies. Mm-hmm. Look at some of the birds we have now. Look at a cassowary. Okay. You know what a cassowary is? Not off the top of my head. You would recognize it's not an emu. It's not an ostrich, which is another one that's similar, and it's the one that's got the big frill on its head. Okay, yeah. And they will. Mm-hmm. They'll kill people. They like legitimately, like same with ostriches, same with emus. But apparently, these are more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But like, look at these birds; they are dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like as time goes on, because we've reevalu we I say as someone who's done this, but I have not. Scientists yes. have reevaluated how dinosaurs carried themselves, how they held their bodies. 
like how they their tails were. It's like, like, and then I, I read a thing a little while ago that was, imagine if you came across a hippopotamus skeleton. Yeah, I've I've seen this. They call it cling wrapping. Yeah. Yeah, where they they basically just put skin over top of the skeleton no muscle and no muscle no fat and if you were to look at a hippopotamus versus what an actual hippopotamus looks like versus what this looked like it's a completely different animal yeah and like well it's the same thing when back to true crime when they're doing like reconstructions on skulls they don't just slap the skin on top of the skull they do they put these pegs on it to basically map out where most people of that genetic background like where your racial background etc etc age blah blah blah. because they determine a lot of that stuff from the skull and then they'll pat it out and they'll be like okay so 30 year old thereabouts asian woman who's had a kid or two they could tell if you've had two kids or more because of the way your pelvis breaks Mm -hmm. not crazy good times (laughs) yeah you actually there's bone damage if you've had two kids or more in your pelvis I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but they, they could tell. So then they put these like pegs and measure it where the fat would be. And so you get these skulls that like, as someone who doesn't really know how to do this stuff, if you took my skull and your skull, and put them beside each other, would you be able to say, that's Mike, that's Laura? You wouldn't. Yeah. But someone who knows how to do all this stuff would eventually be able to make a facility. Similarities. Yeah. Hmm. Facsimile. Yeah. That's the word I was going for. Of us. So. With these dinosaurs, like they're okay on the movies, they're trying to get them more and more like what we think is an accurate representation of a dinosaur. But really, I think over the next few years, as time goes on, they're going to look more and more like birds. Yeah. And more and more like birds, like cassowaries, like emus, not necessarily with the long necks, but like the body is more the legs are more straight underneath the torso rather than the torso sticking at the front and the arms rather than being out front are more tucked in like bird arms and like with wings, rudimentary wings Mm -hmm. getting there. Yeah. There's actually, there's actually a thing in the new, the new Jurassic world dominion dominion. Oh yeah. We see the thing. Yeah. They, they show, and there's like a, a trailer, like a prequel thing that's out right now that, you could you could have seen it in front of Fast and the Furious. It's apparently takes place in the past, and the dinosaurs in this sequence have feathers. And that the explanation is is well, these were these were real dinosaurs, and the the ones that we see that don't have feathers are because of the genetic tampering that the scientists did to make them that kind of a thing. Yeah, which makes sense because like, that's and that is. I don't think they planned it this way originally. It's been a long time since I read the book. Yeah. But with the frog DNA, which why would you use frog DNA? Why would you? Why wouldn't you use like the lizard bird? DNA? Or yeah, either or. Get the cassowary. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go back to ca- get a secretary bird. They get beautiful eyelashes. Anyway, they anyway. stomp snakes. I like birds. Um, I just think they're neat. Uh-huh. But no, like it does give them sort of a backdoor explanation of like, well, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park weren't accurate. It's like yeah, because they weren't real dinosaurs; they were genetically modified dinosaurs using frog DNA. So of course they're going to have elements of frog to them. Mm-hmm. So that's their get out of jail free card to be like twenty years if we discover, because they have discovered a fully intact dinosaur that was like mummified, which is crazy. Yeah, if we discover that of a raptor or something like that, and it looks like a bird, we'll be able to say yes. But the raptors in this movie, which you already know, are more closely akin to Dion- the Dionychus. Dionychus. 
you want to say Dionysus, which is a god of wine. So that's all right. Unless the raptors get drunk. <laughs> no, so it gives them a really good out if we do discover how wrong these dinosaurs are. Yeah. T-Rex, bright pink, covered in feathers. Go on. Speaking, caw, caw, caw. speaking of <laughs> speaking of dinosaurs. Caw. The spinosaurus. Yeah. Like a recurring villain in the film, so to as it were. Yeah. And they do some interesting things with it. Like uh, you said that they, you know, it kills the T-Rex. The the plane sequence is very scary. The spinosaurus, they do the 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 great joke with the spinosaurus that when they find the satellite phone because that guy ate it or he was, ate he ate the guy holding the phone okay though i gotta say that scene i did have a problem with that scene because there's no way you would be able to hear that well there's that but also so grant has met up with eric yes who like i'm traumatized he's been on this island alone for, for eight, eight weeks, weeks. Yeah. And, like, he's crushing it. He's the most useful kid out of all the franchises. Definitely. But he's he's killing it out there. He's doing a great job. He he got his own T-Rex pee, the whole thing. Like, it's crazy. They have this great reunion moment between mom and dad and son on the opposite sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. And then they hear the phone. And they're like, what? And they turn around. And the Spinosaurus is just standing there looking at them. Yes. And he's just, like, villainously there. Yeah. I don't think that's what would have happened. No, it's not. And apparently that's not what it was originally in the script. They they added that as like a last minute as like a kind of a gag thing. Like it was an effect shot thing that they they wanted to add. So, yeah. I do like that the fences on the island were obviously useless. Yeah. Considering it just blasts right through them. Also, why these predators? The raptors, I can look at killer whales. They'll kill things just to kill things. Yes. Dolphins will kill things just to kill things. That's what they do. I don't think that's T-Rex's. T-Rex is munching away on a delightful snack. Mm-hmm. If he sees these humans show up, he's not going to go chasing after the humans. He's going to be like, stay away from my food. Here's a warning growl. Because again, he's a predator. He's got a meal. And he doesn't, like, he doesn't, it's not that he's trying to chase them off or intimidate them. He's like, I'm going to eat those now. So he's got a, a perfectly fine meal in front of him well i don't know he doesn't have to hunt it could be stay away from my food and then he kind of chases them around the corner and runs into something he was not expecting still i just i was like that's that's not how predators work it's it's a movie they're trying to build excitement i know i know (laughs) but like there are some things we know about predators now Mm mm-hmm and even like, in 2001, we know too that behavior wise, the predator wouldn't do that. Yeah. If they got a fully cooked gourmet meal in front of them, a dead dinosaur, they don't need a little hors d'oeuvre of a dead human. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, speaking of the Spinosaurus, while we're on the topic of Spinosaurus, they, the Spinosaurus chases them and then they end up in the Pteranodon cha- cage. What an interesting location for... So they have this giant bird cage mm-hmm. that's full of these pteranodons. My question is, is how did they survive the entire time? I, I guess there was the river, and I guess fish would probably have been going through, and they've been eating them the whole time. I guess, yeah, fish. Perhaps cause... they're eating each other. <laughs> well, my next theory was, remember the movie Piranha? Oh, yeah, okay. Where they were cannibalizing each other? Yeah, yeah. 
So maybe, so but perhaps. I think you're more more correct with the if they were fish eating animals. Yeah, I don't know what you'd class. What are tranodons classified? Are classified? They di- they're technically dinosaurs. It's weird. It's like one of those water dinosaurs. They're they're still dinosaurs, but they're not. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So the classification, I don't know, but I feel like you're you're more right with the fish thing. I yeah. feel like that's more likely to be the case is getting their food because they they. Dinosaur, like water eating. Well, considering the way that they it dives in after Billy, right? Like, yeah, you, you'd they, think that they would do the same thing with food, right? They they show them diving in, like you see a lot of seabirds diving in. Like, remember when we saw that turn the other day? Yeah, yeah. We saw a common turn, and this it dove into the water. So, so many tangents on this episode about like, remember this? I'm thinking about detectives since. <laughs> I'm saying like, yeah, the yeah. waterfowl do dive into the water like that, and. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen in the like, books and stuff that pteranodons eat like birds or fish and stuff. Yeah. Or if a bird got yeah, in. Yeah. If a bird flew in, because the bars are not, it's not like it's glass. It's, there are, the cage is open enough that something could fly in. Yeah. So I feel like a small population could survive for, so how many years would they have been there? At that point? Well, they said the, the first film takes place in 93 and it's 2001. So it's eight years that they would have been in there. Well, how room. long is uh how long has Site B been? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the second one takes place in 97. So somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, like how overrun was it? Right. It, they must have shut it down pretty early. Yeah, I guess they probably by the time they packed up all the people and stuff, because they wouldn't have been able to let the ter- pteranodons or pterodons or whatever they are out of the cage because they would just fly away, which is yeah. what happens at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But all in all, interesting action sequence. No, I, I didn't hate it yeah i mean i it tied in with billy taking the parachute earlier and he gets his redemption for stealing the eggs by staying behind to to save the kid save the kid notice how the kid was doing just fine until everybody else showed up and then he almost died a bunch of times yeah that's true well they were all trying to escape and the further they went the harder it got right yeah because they were trying to get to the coast yeah but I mean, they do. You get that, like you said, the cool scene on the boat. Because yep. I remember being freaked out in the theater and the boat scene. The boat scene is really is really good. My only issue with the boat scene is that it ends like the Spinosaurus is just like, ah, all right, and leaves, yeah. right? Yeah, because that was the other thing, too, that I forgot is that the Spinosaurus would have been not obviously true amphibious, but yeah. like he would have been amphibious in the sense that he is comfortable in the water. Right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the things they established in it. He's like a tiger. Yeah. Well, well so the interesting thing was uh, my curious bit is what kills the guys on the boat at the beginning? I was always under the impression that it was supposed to be the Spinosaurus that killed them because it was in the water. Because what else have they show that's in that kills things in the water? Like nothing else is swimming, right? That's the only thing that I could think of that, that would killed them. But at the same time, if that's the case, how was it fast enough to catch a speedboat? Chance. And and two, how did it get that far out from the island? Chance. I guess. Yeah, no. And it's, I mean, maybe it's a scene that got cut, like the raptors on the boat in Jurassic and Park 2. Because, yeah. like, I feel like if it was a spino... Yeah, the boat was bloody, but it's like, I feel like if it was the Spino, the boat would have been knocked over. Yeah. I feel like it would have had to be a small dinosaur or like, or 
like a flying dinosaur, like picking them up and off. But, but if like, the, but the flying dinosaurs were still trapped yeah, in the cage. Yeah, so, so none of, it doesn't make any sense. No, no. It's anyway, a movie. It is a movie. It is a movie. Also, there's that scene where the other dinosaur shows up, sniffs them, feels they Was smell like Was that Carnotaurus? It's um, it's not a Carnotaurus because a Carnotaurus has two horns. It's like a uh, it's like a bull. I forget what this one is called, but it's just got like a it's like a Centrosaurus or something because it's got um... one horn, something like that. But yeah, it shows up and he's like, mm, you smell like poop and leaves. I like that they just show another carnivore. Yeah. That was cool. To show that there are other carnivores running around the island. Yeah. So obviously we find, we get the last scene with the raptors. Yep. And they give back the eggs because the raptors are convinced that Teo Leone stole them. Yes. Which is like, okay. It's like reverse sexism. Yeah. But like, I guess maybe because they figured a female stole the eggs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how raptor culture works. Very misogynistic. The ladies are in power. So the ladies assume that she was in power. Oh, that makes sense, actually. I could, I could see that. But then, and this is the thing I remember having a problem with when I saw the movie for the first time in the theaters. And it's something I've got a problem with. No. They, they give the eggs back. And then they're like, run. And they run for the beach. And there's this guy standing there. And then yep. the movie ends. Yep. Like oh, they call. They've called for help during the the Spinosaurus water fight, and then it's just like surprise. The army and navy are here. Yeah, like the last two movies mm-hmm. ended on big epic fights at the end. Like the the last one was like the T Rex in the city and like reunited with the baby, and that was exciting. And the first one was obviously the Raptors versus the T Rex, and that's exciting. And this was just like, here's your eggs, run, saved, bye. Yeah, like if they'd switched the order of the Spinosaurus and the T-Rex, or the, the Spinosaurus and the Raptors, it might have been a more yeah, a higher note to go out on. Yeah. But. It just, it you hit the climax, and then there was like a mini climax, and yeah. then the end. And I was just like, that's not how story structures set. So it just felt like, it literally felt like, run, 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 slam on the brakes. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. They were running to the ending and then it was like, but don't forget this. It just felt too easy. Yeah. Like I know it's set up that Ellie tells her husband something's wrong and we got to send the army and they get there fast. Yeah. Very quickly. Way too fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Costa Rica's fairly far away. Maybe and they have are... a base close by. I mean, I, I that was, happens. I know, but like, for, no, because they're, I always think. That these movies take place on the Atlantic side, but they're in the Pacific. They're in the Pacific side, yeah. So they're closest Hawaii. Hawaii's pretty far out. Yeah, no, they wouldn't be Hawaii. California. California probably would be closest. Texas, maybe. Texas. It's lower. Texas isn't on the water on that side. Isn't it? That's on the Atlantic. Isn't Texas like sort of like California? Because it goes down. Whole- California does the whole coast to 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 to, 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 to um, Mexico, Mexico. Oh yeah, okay. It's we just, are not Americans. We're not we, Americans, so there's too many states. I propose we drop it down to ten. Yeah, it's easier. Look at us; we have ten, and it's we can figure and it out. Three territories. Yeah, but I'm you know provinces. Are, there's ten of them. It's yeah, and we got way more land, and we we were able to figure it out with only ten. Yeah, and three. Do it, do it, do it like we did. Yeah, just slice it up. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, ends ends kind of quickly. Again. All right, par, and that's the end of the, the podcast. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs>
far far for the course for the speed run movie that we've been kind of talking about but critics in 2001 had their own thoughts on this movie laura why don't you fill us in on some past reviews so rotten tomatoes is a fair bit critical of this one which i mean i can kind of understand because it is a weaker follow-up to a beloved first two movies yeah so it has a 49 percent critical score and a 36 audience wow i guess the audience has been listening to that guy i knew who yeah just said it was shit and they were like yeah it is shit the first one if we want to remember was a 92 and 91 yeah. and two is a 53 and 51 diminishing returns <laughs> yeah very much so Edward J. Epstein from the Wall Street Journal said, it exemplifies Hollywood's standard practice of stomping a brilliant concept beyond recognition to blackcurrant jelly. Is that what it says, or are you just putting that I'm just adding that. You're just adding that. Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone says, too bad the script doesn't extend the same courtesy to the actors who are saddled with dialogue neither man nor beast could respond to. I like that. It's just like, it feels like I'm tearing out your heart. A little bit. A little bit. But Roger Ebert said, it's not as awe-inspiring as the first film or as elaborate as the second, but it's in its own B-movie way. It's a nice little thrill machine. Mm -hmm. I do think that Rotten Tomatoes was doing it a little dirty here. Very much so. But no, because I have to mention this. It It always gives, did you like this movie? You might also like the following movies. Planet of the Apes. Behind Enemy Lines, Batman and Robin, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and Wild Wild West. Wow. Bitter. Interesting company to be in. It was nominated for the Best Sci-Fi Film at the Saturn Awards, which AI won. It was nominated for Worst Remake or Sequel at the Razzies. Planet of the Apes won. And it was nominated for three Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, Worst Actress, Worst Screenplay for a Film, Grossing Over $100 million, and Worst Sequel. Winners of those were Mariah Carey and Glitter, Pearl Harbor, and Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. There's that old Crocodile Dundee again. Uh, fun times. Well, now it's it's what we think of the movie. And I mean, this was my pick, so I get to go first. I feel like this movie has a lot of heart that the, mm-hmm. that the other movies... like it, it's. It's got the heart of the other movies. Like okay. it, 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 it definitely belongs in the series. Like you, you mm-hmm. can look at it and be like, okay, I see the parallels. There's a lot of themes that are similar. I, I'm very happy that my favorite character, Alan Grant, returns. Mm-hmm. But there are problems with the movie, and I, I'm, I can't ignore that those problems are there. I do enjoy this movie, but I know it's easily the it is the weakest of the three movies so i am going to give this a plane i'm going to agree with you Mm -hmm. many points i honestly think because my my recommendation on the movies is does it hold up and would i recommend everybody see it or would i say yeah it's worth a watch or no you shouldn't watch it and i would give this as part of this series Mm -hmm. i give it a plane because no don't need to watch it if this were a singular movie, if this was just about a group of people who stumble across this island or something like that, mm-hmm. and the rest of the movie was basically the same, I think I might actually give it a double butter. Yeah. But because it is part of something else that it just doesn't... It doesn't meet the quality. doesn't of... even come close. 
it gets a plane. Yeah. Yeah. I think a plane is fair. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a burn. No, it's not a burn. It's worth a watch. It is worth a watch. It's just it, when you compare it to the other movies in the series, it's just not as good. God, Dominion better not be as crap as the last one. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom was bad. Well, on that note. Easily my least favorite of the whole series. That's going to do it for this week's episode. But next week, we will be taking a look at... The Bruce Willis. Oh, back again. No, that's again. not right. Bruce he Willis, what? He to her. You're going to have to edit that out. We're going to do our first Patrick Swayze movie. Are we doing Ghost? We're going to do Ghost with Debbie Moore and Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Yeah. You don't no. look very excited. No, I, I, it's just I was trying to think of something funny to say because I know that you've before you told me at one point you wanted to do Ghost, and then I can't remember why you were like, I don't want to do it because I didn't feel like it. Okay. Now you're like in Washington. the mood. Uh, yeah, I'm in the mood. Like, let's do it. It's a fun movie. I'll probably cry. It's my mom's favorite movie. At least it's it your was. mom's favorite at movie. At least it was. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it still is, but I know she said it was her favorite. I've seen it. But it's been a long time. You have seen it. I have seen Ghost. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I do see movies every so often that you've picked. <laughs> no, but like, again, you're you're not really the target audience of this movie. I feel like, well, I'll get into it next week when we're talking about our memories. But yeah, I'm pretty, I've seen this before. It's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. We'll look forward to that. We'll see if it actually still is hey, a good we'll movie. We'll see if it is a good movie next week. But that will do it for this week. Look forward to Ghost on the next episode. But for this episode of Burnt Popcorn, I am Mike. I'm Laura. And we'll talk to you guys again as soon.